Alright, what's up guys? Welcome back to Rad Passage Podcast. We're going to talk about sports. This is the second episode for the year 2023. So guys, we wanted to talk about something that we're passionate about, things that we enjoy, things that we experienced as younger teenagers, as kids, as adults now. So sports, something that a lot of us grow up, a lot of us do, a lot of our parents force us to do it. Sometimes we love it, sometimes we don't. Let's go through all the details, Daryl. Alright, so we're going to talk about sports, right? Well, in terms of like sports. So, what is sports? Well, sports is something that involves obviously physical activity and it depends, there are so many different kinds of sports. And for me, I'm more of, um, I don't know how you say it, team, team sport. I just love playing team sports just because, you know, being by yourself is good, but winning as a team is just a whole different feeling, especially when you're working with each other from like different backgrounds and coming together with one goal of winning is just awesome, you know? Yeah, exactly. You gotta love that feeling of the team sport, of going through all of the practices, all the struggles, all the pain together. You guys suffer as a team and it kind of forms like that brotherhood almost. So like when I was in high school, I played football for every year of high school basically. I wasn't any good. I'd barely start. I'd play a few games and that was it. I was too small. I played as center for American football, which is, I mean, generally you're supposed to be like 200 plus pounds or 100 plus kilos. I was weighing like 170 at most, 180. And a small boy. Yeah, small boy. that's pretty small. But I was the only, one of the only ones, so I was playing center and I was facing these big Polynesian boys that are 300 plus pounds and just absolutely killing me so I don't know I wasn't in the best position in high school but I just remember like you go through all of those training camps you go through all of the weightlifting you go through all the practices it's hot you're sweaty I throw up like every single day it was brutal but when you do get those wins when you pull together as a team like things just start falling into place there's nothing better than that that's the best feeling you could possibly have so, so you're, talk, you're talking about, you know, he was a small guy, right? Being yeah. sent against like tall Polynesian, big Polynesian. Dog, brutal. So, so what, what kept you going? So I'm, I know you played football for about eight years. Yeah. So what kept you going? What kept you uh, pursuing that intensity of like, having to go to training, puking against big men that you know that like, you have no chance against these Polynesians, right? But yeah. what kept you going? I don't know. I just didn't want to quit. Like, I've don't want to think of myself as a quitter so I went all the way through with it like I was lucky I never got injured so I was grateful for that aspect of sports but facing those big guys like every once in a while it's like I'd get a good play in or I'd do some damage against them that just made me feel good it's like all right I'm competing with guys that are much better than me and I feel like through competing with that with those guys that are much more athletic, much more physical than I am, I slowly become just a little bit better myself. It's like, yeah, sure, maybe I could have played a different position or I could have played on a different team where we would just dominate, but I feel like maybe I wouldn't have learned as much from that. Maybe I wouldn't have grown as much from that. So I think that's one thing that kept me going back, kept me wanting to <laughs> keep getting killed every single day and throwing up. Like, it really does push you to be better. Amen to that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's one of the cool things about sports. You can learn a lot about yourself. And one of the best lessons you can learn is grit. So Daryl, how do you feel like you, like 
So you do pro wrestling, you've done a bunch of different things. You get the crap beat out of you. How, like, what makes you go back to it? Fake, man. Like, okay, let me talk a little bit about pro wrestling if you guys want them. So pro wrestling, obviously, to other people, it's like um, sports entertainment, right? Sports yeah. entertainment. But for me, I love doing sports. I play soccer, I play field hockey with school, but I feel like nothing uh, gives me more joy than seeing people have a good time. And that's what pro wrestling is, entertainment. And so what Len is saying, I was like, you know, getting shown. Like if you see a pro wrestling WWE, right? Or WWF back in the, the good old days, you see blood, you see getting shown, you're, like, you're getting smacked by this freaking six footage just throwing you around. And for me, I feel like the reason why I go back is because I just enjoy seeing people entertained, watching me getting my, my butt kicked, you know? I find, I find the joy, even though I lose. So in pro wrestling, there is no win or loss. Like, you can go to a match and the coach say, hey, you're gonna lose a match. Like, I'm fine, I don't freaking give a crap, you know? I'm just gonna go and lose. But in pro wrestling, it's about making people enjoy. Let's just say people pay like $50 to a pro wrestling match. And if they don't like you, or for example, if they don't like a match, like you did a bad job. Yeah. And so I need to make sure I'm getting my butt kicked hard enough that people enjoy the match. And so I find that joy and so I can be going for about seven, eight years now. Yeah, I like that. It's like you gotta find the joy in your sport. You gotta find the outside purpose. Like, Otherwise, everyone will just drop, like you'll drop dead. Like, yeah, I mean, same with American football too. Like you have the joy of, you know, playing as a team. That's why you kept going. I feel like if, if you, if you find it like, man, this sucks, then what the freak are you going to all this amount of training for, you know? Like, if I yeah. you always just drop out. Yeah, you aren't going to push yourself as much if you don't find that that joy, that excitement. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there are days where it's like, it does suck getting your butt handed to you. It does suck just getting destroyed. But you just keep remembering, like, hey, further down the line, that joy will come, or, like, something will happen that'll make it all worth it. I feel like having the vision of the future always helps in terms of sports and in life, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just adding a little bit about what Landon was talking about, we talk about sports or how, um, just by sports or what you can learn. I think for me, the greatest lesson I learned in pro wrestling is to understand the importance of uh, no matter what odds stack against you, that there's always a way to beat the odds. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, like what Leonard was saying, he's a freaking small guy, right? And, I mean, compared to Polynesian, who's like freaking six feet-ish, like how many, how many hundred pounds, right? Right. So the odds are there. Yeah. Like even in pro wrestling, like I'm not big. So, so I'm from Malaysia, if, if you guys don't know. Malaysia's in Southeast Asia, right south of Thailand, right north of Singapore. Yeah. And so in Malaysia, I was considered one of the biggest. I'm only 5'7", I'm about 170 pounds. I've considered one of the biggest because I'm like, not the tallest, but I'm like pretty tall. I'm pretty tall in Asia. Yeah. And pro wrestling, like, I'm almost like, a, I'm pretty tall. Like, I'm not the lightest, I'm not the high flying guy. I was more of the, um, the kicking guy, more the striking guy, right? But yeah. when I came, when I came yeah. to, yeah. I was a huge Hawaii, like. Freak, <laughs> crap, let me tell you that. So I wrestled, I'm, I'm gonna show a short, uh, short footage, right? Of me in Hawaii, my my previous match against this this guy, six foot six, <laughs> six foot six. I don't know how many how many hundred pounds he is. Probably almost 300, 250, 270. Tall guy, dude. If in wrestling here in Hawaii, I'm like the shortest guy, almost the shortest guy. And holy crap, let me tell you. If you guys know what a choke slam is, so I'm sure back 
back when you were younger, you tried choke slam, big show, choke slam. Imagine getting choke slam by a six feet six guy. You're telling me, hey bro, I'm gonna choke slam you. I'm like, holy crap. No. So yeah, I can get choke slam in Malaysia because like the tallest guy we have is like five foot ten, right? I don't mind taking a choke slam for that. Yeah. Not too high. Guy was like six feet six. I don't know what the freak was I thinking, but I was like, dude, send it, right? <laughs> bro, my back freaking hurt the next day. Oh no. But I believe that you gotta defeat all odds, right? Because during the match, all the crowd will say, oh, it's gonna be an easy win for the big guy. But when pro wrestling, I use my strength, I use my my speed to show that I was worth fighting against a, a Goliath. Yeah. And it's all about beating the odds against you in life. No matter how overwhelmed you feel with all the challenges and how people are saying, oh, you are not worth being a center. Or like me being in a pro wrestling ring, wrestling here in Hawaii. But beating the odds, it's just like the greatest feeling, knowing that it all takes work and it's just about being there, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are days where you don't want to go to training, you know what you're saying? Like there are days that you don't want to go to training, there are days where I don't want to get my butt kicked, but I just show up, I put the work, and I'm going to defeat all odds that come against me because I'm not going to let people tell me that I can't do something. So this is my life. Like, I was born to this earth to freaking kick butts, and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, exactly. Everybody loves a good underdog story. Everybody loves a good underdog story. Yeah. So we're out here, we're the underdogs. Like, <laughs> growing up, neither of us were the biggest, neither of us were the most athletic. Not, but... not even close, man. Not we tried, like... but we're not there yet. Yeah. So we go for the underdog story, and we still work our butt off, like, every day. Because, I guess, me personally, I'm a super competitive guy. Like, growing up. <laughs> yeah, growing up. Probably the best season of football I had was as a freshman. So that year we won every single game, or we won like the first nine games in a row. We were doing awesome. It was like the one of my best seasons of football. I had a bunch of really good ones, and high school was not those years. But freshman year, awesome. I had so much fun. I was a starter. It was before the other guys started getting like way bigger than me. So I was still competitive in that spot, and we basically would go all the way to the end, but we ended up losing the game just before playoffs. So we lost our first seed in the playoff. We ended up going down to third or fourth, I think, having to face a little bit of a harder team in that playoff scenario. And we ended up losing to them also. And I just remember how devastated I was. And you like what, 13, 40? I think it was about 16 at that time, 15, 16, 15, 16 somewhere yeah. around there. But that broke me. That was like, you work so hard the entire season. You go on this huge win streak, and then, boom, hit a brick wall at the end of the season. And there was nothing I could have done different about that. It's a team sport. Some things didn't work out. Some people got injured, yada, yada, yada. But just that competitiveness, like, there's such a passion that comes with the sports that you're playing. Where when you're winning, you're on the highest of mountains, just like, you were on top of the world, literally. But when you lose, that breaks you. It hurts, and you never want to feel that feeling again. So you go back, you work even harder. Try and come back. You want to win next game, so. I didn't talk about being cursed, just adding on to what Landon said. We talk about being broken down, right? Yeah. So I feel like in life, you will be broken down. And it's that time where you make a decision whether you're going to stay down or you're going to get your butt up and you're going to work even harder. You're going to take that courage and try again because see it's that point where a lot of people give up 
like so in pro wrestling, I remember back in Malaysia, I was supposed to have a match with one of my best friends, Gotham. We were supposed to have a five minutes match, right? So this was we wrestled in a a Comic Con event in Malaysia, and so I I was supposed to wrestle in day two. So so my opponent, my best friend, uh, Gotham wrestled in day one, and he was supposed to jump through a table. Yeah. Supposed to jump through a table. This guy, he jumped. So when if you see wrestlers, right, at uh, Bang Derby, you fall on your back, right? It makes it more sense because your back has a lot of weight on it, so it's easy to break a table. This guy decided to go leg first, oh, leg first on the guy on the table, <laughs> and this guy freaking slipped off the table. <laughs> table did not break, by the way. He slipped and he fall concrete first, like his back concrete first. Yeah. Injured his back. And but you know he had the courage to continue to wrestle, but it affected my match with him because he told me, "Hey, I injured my back, and I can't do much, so our match had to be cut short to only two minutes." Yeah, only two minutes. I had only two minutes. Imagine I go to training, but to only be wrestled for two minutes. But I know I'm not gonna let that stop me. So I took the car. I said, "Hey, dude, I'll I'll do two minutes." So two minutes, I gave my all in that match. The crowd love it. And my coach loved it, and because of that match, he he willingly gave me a chance to put me in in a match, which then led me to, on to a championship match, which I did, became the youngest uh, Southeast Asian wrestler to win two belts. So it was through that experience where it's either I'm gonna say hey I'm not gonna do it, or hey I'm gonna take that courage and I'm gonna move forward and say in the end it, it all works out in the end, but it requires that courage and it requires that being breaking down. And the courage to like continue on again because you don't have the feeling of oh man this sucks and you're just complaining whining doesn't solve problems guys yeah. that's not exactly you can't whine you can't complain about it you just got to put in that work so daryl like as you prepared for everything all the sports throughout your life what were some of the keys that helped you in preparing physically mentally what helped you succeed fake um i think he says Wanting to give the best that you have, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, I always feel like I have people that I need to be made proud of, like my my family and right now my wife. So I remember, like ever since uh me and my wife got, well, ever since I got here to Hawaii, so my wife will always say um you know do the best that you can, and I don't want to make her disappoint, disappoint you know with the match. So every single time I go in the pro wrestling match, and I know that. My wife is there to support me. She wants a good match. Right? She sacrificed her time to watch me wrestle, right? And I'm not gonna go in there, have a lousy match, and to just disappoint her. I want to give the best I have. So I want to go in there, get my butt kicked, so that she will enjoy the match. Or in back in high school, well, I want to give the best I can, so that when opportunity comes, I want to be ready. I believe that uh, there is no such thing as luck. I believe. When you are ready and when opportunity comes, there's success right then. I don't believe when people say, oh, you're just lucky. They're not lucky. Because like, if opportunity comes and you're ready for it, then heck yeah, go for it. But, you know, there's always opportunities and when it comes and you're not ready for it, see, then you're just missing out. Yeah. So I always believe you got to be prepared at all times. It could be physically, mentally, spiritually, um, emotionally. You just got to be prepared at all times. Because when opportunity comes, you grab it. Like you grab it real quick. Don't even think about it. Cause when you're prepared, you're just prepared for whatever it comes. It it may break you down, whatnot. But if you're prepared, like send it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like there's only a few opportunities, especially in 
really competitive sports. Like, yeah, spot, I feel like sports are competitive in general. Like When yeah. it comes, you gotta take it. Yeah, it's like there's 10,000 other guys that want exactly what's being offered to you. And they will do anything to take that from you. So oftentimes, like a lot of us, we end up missing that opportunity or we aren't fully prepared, which is kind of difficult. Like I feel like for me, I could have definitely had a few more opportunities if I had a better coach or if I did more in the weight room or if I understood a little bit more about how the sport was played or how it was run. But I missed out on those chances. So just keep moving on, I guess. But really, like... There's only so many opportunities that you get. So it's so important to be able to prepare yourself. And if you feel like you need help, I feel like in today's age, you can just reach out. Like the internet's so powerful. Just reach out to anybody and like people love to help. Like there's so many older guys out there who maybe realize like, hey, I missed my opportunity, but they want to give back to the younger guys. They don't want them to miss out. So I think that's a really big tool that we have nowadays through the internet like there's people that want to help you succeed in your sport there's people that want to help you be the best so take advantage of that so that way you can be the best version of yourself be ready for those opportunities and with that i think it all comes back to what you are doing to make yourself prepared you know like if you want to succeed then do all it takes to succeed it requires sacrifice but sacrifice brings forth blessings and in blessing it comes with opportunities it comes with a lot of um rewarding experiences that will help you to be able to accomplish greater goals and whatever that comes along the way and i think sports is one way of how i'm sure len and i have seen those rewarding blessings that help us in our lives and right now we want to give back to those who help us along the way and to help people who are struggling to find that opportunity exactly like sports is able to teach you so much in life it's so much more than just a competition and today's version of men being men basically like sports is a way to teach you how to be a better person like for me i mean i had one of those coaches where it's like if you're 15 minutes early you're on time if you're on time you're late if you're 15 minutes late you aren't practicing <laughs> Like, get out of there. And I feel like that's something that's actually useful. Like, yeah, sure, I hated it at the time. Like, I didn't want to go to practice 15 minutes early. Like, I wanted to go sit and rest in the locker room and do whatever. But nowadays, like, as I go to meetings, as I go to work, as I go to school or whatever, like, I'm always able, like, it's ingrained in my brain and in my soul now. It's like, all right, I have to be early. I have to make the right impression. And that's helped me get some really good jobs. That's helped me improve my life. Like, I feel like sports is so much more than just teaching you, hey, here's how to shoot a basketball. Here's how to tackle a guy. Here's how to punch somebody in boxing or whatever. Like, sports teaches you skills that are applicable even outside of that aspect of sports. Yeah, and on to that, I think I've been blessed because I have two great coaches, one in Malaysia, one in, in Hawaii, in pro wrestling, that's taught me a lot of lessons, just what Landon said. But for me, Number one thing, uh, my coach back in Malaysia, Shaukat, who always taught me that you gotta put in the work, that no one can replace hard work, right? No one can replace your work ethic, right? You gotta choose that decision to work hard, right? Like to go to the gym, like pro wrestlers, you gotta be fit. Not just gotta be, not just gotta look good, but you gotta be able to perform because pro wrestling is a taxing sport, right? 10 minutes, 
you have to run the ropes, you have to jump from top rope, get slammed, get thrown around. You gotta be physically fit and also mentally fit. And that's how my coach Shaka always said you gotta put in the work. Right? You know nothing can replace hard work. Yeah. And my coach in Hawaii, Bonnie, Bonnie and Lucky, two wonderful uh, people in my life that helped me in progressing Hawaii taught me to always be honest. Right? For now in progressing when someone wants to do a big move and you're not comfortable taking it, be honest. In the world of sports, if there's something that you don't understand, ask, you know, if, if there's something that you're not comfortable with, say something. Okay. You, you can't just expect or uh, say, oh, you know, I'll be fine with it, but then in the end you get injured. Like in football or in soccer, when you're not comfortable with this or if you have questions about this, feel free to always say something because if you don't say something and something happens, who is it to blame? Only you yourself, right? You gotta be able to constantly learn and constantly uh, say that if you don't know something, nothing wrong with admitting you don't know something. Yeah. Uh, I feel like in order way to learn and about or to be successful in life, you always got to ask, say, say something, ask, so that way you can continue to grow and improve. Because if not, you're always gonna remain stagnant. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like that's where coaches come in a lot. Like, they're always there to push you. Like, the coach is that person that can see on the other side of the fence. He sees what your potential is. He sees how to make you better and then it's just how do you take that like do you follow it like are you honest to a t do you work your butt off like and i feel like that is what helps you grow that's also another important thing with sports like you have to have a coach like no great athlete has ever made it completely on their own like it's just not possible you need to ask for help i think one thing about coaching i think it's important to have a great coach yeah because anybody can just say they can coach but what makes a coach different is about the way how they the standards they hold, you know, like if they were to push you, if they were to teach you values in your life, that's a great coach. Yeah. Like if you have a coach, you just say, oh, go, just practice, practice, practice. There's nothing you're learning. You know? Yeah. It's like, all the, there's a reason that so many colleges here in the U.S. have so many rules where it's like, all right, athletes, you aren't going to be doing this, you aren't going to be doing that, you aren't going to be doing this, you aren't going to be doing that. Like, it's because the coaches want their players to be more than just a basketball player, more than just a football player. They want them to be actual good young men because in reality in the college level like 90 95 percent of them won't make it to the pros they're gonna have to find a regular job or do something else along those lines so they need to learn those important skills off the field also they need to have that discipline to not go to that party to not go and do drugs to not do this not do that that way they become good men themselves i have to go as you know, with a whole podcast of, you know, Ryan Fancy, let us be men, is that um, it's more than just a sport. In the, well, right now we're talking about sports. And it's more than just saying, oh, you should do this. It's actually more than that. The greatest courage or the greatest lesson you learn is not in the field, it's actually off the field. Yeah. Like, I feel like the more, like, because in the field, like, you can just be playing the game of sports, right? And everybody's having a good time. But what makes you different from the rest is the things that you do off the field. Like, are you eating well? Or like, are you going to church? Like, or whatever religious belief that you believe in? Like, are you following it? Are you trying to do the best that you can to be a good person? You know, it's all those things that are super important that will shape you to be the man who you will be or who you can be. And I think that's the whole goal of our whole podcast is to constantly uh, share the things that we have learned in our lives and in this sports that help us to understand that the greater change or like the greatest thing you ever learn is actually off the field because then you 
that shows your true discipline, you know? Absolutely. Like, you can learn so much off the field. You can learn so much on the field that applies off the field. And it's basically just building that connection between your sport and your personal life. Like, one other really big thing that I feel like sports has helped me with is how to handle pressure. Like, Daryl mentioned that you have to have courage to do, to take action earlier. And I feel like also that courage helps you handle that pressure. Because, I don't know, when I was younger, I would get so nervous right before a game. Like, I feel like almost everybody does. But I got nervous to the point where I was throwing up. I would even get nervous before going to practices because <laughs> I was terrified. I'm like, shoot, I'm gonna run my butt off. I'm gonna be miserable, it's hot, I'm not gonna get water. And then I'd throw up because I had so much, so much nerves just inside of me. And then in high school, I'd studied a lot about like psychology, sports psychology, that kind of thing. And one of the things that I read was basically like the chemicals going on in your body that say like, hey, I'm stressed out. like. I'm nervous, I don't know what's gonna happen. It's basically the exact same chemical reaction that your body sends when you're super excited about something. So it's like, that changed my mentality where every time that I felt nervous or like wanted to shrink down and run away, I would just tell myself like, no, you're just excited. You're excited to go out and go crack some heads in football. You're excited to go out and play this game. And that has helped me so much nowadays even when I'm not part of a specific team, not part of a specific sport, is like, I'm able to handle that pressure. Like I'm able to go up and do like a business pitch out of nowhere. Like, I feel like I've gotten a lot better at just handling that pressure and able to get a lot of things done in my life that I need to get done. Like, don't need to worry about it anymore. I think, well, for me, I think handling pressure well in pro wrestling, um, you know, in movies, uh, well, most of the stunt they're done in movies is quite a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. In pro wrestling, it's just one and done. Yeah. And so I think one, for, one thing that helped me to, with that pressure is to know that, well, this is only one goal. I have no retakes. Is it that I'm going to go all in or they're going to go look stupid in a match, right? And so, well, that's why actually my coach told me, um, uh, Bonnie, she, she would tell me, well, you, you either go all in or they're going to look stupid, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I do every single time when I go into a match, I was like, I'm going to do, do all in. I'm going to punch, get slammed, do whatever it takes in that one go. Because I'm not going to, life is not going to give you a second chance. In most cases, it won't give you a second chance. Yeah. Right? It's either one or done. And so whenever I go to a match, that was my mentality. Well, I may hurt, I may get bruises, cuts and whatnot. I'll worry about that later. Right? But as of right now, when the bell rings, I'm gonna give my whole heart out. I'm gonna do the best that I can. I'm gonna unleash the beast in that that uh, maturation. And whatever that happened afterwards, at least I know I gave my all. I can worry about the pain the next day. I can not go to the gym for the next few weeks because I'm hurting. That, that, that's all part of the game. But it's all about how you handle pressure shows how you handle life in general. Because you, it's like one and done. Like life won't give you second chances in most cases. So either you grab it and send it, or you're just gonna regret it, and you're not gonna do anything much in life. Cause, man, that's how life works. Unfortunately, that's why, man, you gotta step up. You gotta step up to the plate. Yeah. And give it your all. You gotta have that passion for it. That passion, perseverance, that patience, everything. You know. Yeah. It's just so much discipline required. But 
there's also a community to it. Like, I'm sure some of the best people that, or like for me, some of the best people I've met in my life have been through sports. Like you build that brotherhood with your team, with those people that you practice with, with your coaches. And those can be some of your best mentors in life. They can be some of your best friends because it puts you around like-minded people. Like all too often I've seen so many people around me where they start hanging out with other people that don't have big goals. They don't have large aspirations for their own life. So they're content, I guess, with what they have. They don't want any more. And then they start dragging everyone down with them. And one of the beauties of sports and everything that comes with it is you're surrounded by people like they aren't content with going 0 and 25 in a season. Nobody wants to lose every single game. Everyone wants to be in that Super Bowl. They want to be in the World Cup. They want to be in that championship game. And that's something that really helps you. Like when you don't, like earlier we mentioned, sometimes, some days you don't have that drive to go to practice. Some days you don't want to, but you know when every single other person on your team is going to that practice, you're gonna go to that practice too. Because it's more than just you. It's that community, it's that family. It's those guys that all want to win that championship, that all want to push each other to be better. Like, all too often in, or in sports, really, like, nobody gets left behind. Like, you're going to drag every single player with you, and doesn't matter how bad they suck or if they have a terrible attitude, you're going to help them change that, and you're going to build that whole team up until you reach that end goal of that national championship or whatever. And that really does apply outside of sports too, where you want to surround yourself with like-minded people that are going to push you. And then in turn, you can push them also. And both of you will get farther than you could have on your own. Like sports really teaches you, like you can't just be um, okay with isolation. Mm. You have to have that community, that support group with you. So true, I think when you are with people who have the same drive, yeah. it then drives you as well. I feel like the people that you pick in your circle of friends helps you to push forward. Like for example, if someone is not making the right choices, help them, you know, get yeah. people to help them. It's all about, like what Leonard was saying, talking about brotherhood, it really pushes you, um, that helps you become better. And I feel like when one becomes better, slowly everybody will change to become better. I think that's how the influence of friends is so crucial when you're with the right one. And in sports, it can be tough. Right? Yeah. There are a lot of bad influence out there. But if you surround yourself with good people with good influence, it really pushes you. Like, if my opponent in pro wrestling wants to do the best, then I would, I would too want to do my best. Because yeah. if he's going all in, I'm going all in too. But if it's half-assing and then I'm doing the best I can, it won't be a great match. Yeah. Like, it will be better than okay, but if he were to not put his, all, his heart in, then it's going to be tough. Right, because I'm putting the work and he's like kind of here and there. But if he does the work, I do the work, magic happens. Even though it's not a championship match, you know, it's just like a normal 10 solid minute match. And but if the crowd enjoys it, it doesn't matter if it's a championship match or not, I know that we did well. Yeah. And it's all about really surrounding yourself with good people, with good influence, it will drive you all the way up to skyrocket. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's just so many different things that sports bring to the table that can help you in your life in general, not just in the sport alone. 
and hopefully we've been able to share a few of those things from some of our experiences that we've had. I mean, we're still young, we're still learning, but sports are something that we've had through our whole life growing up. So these are some of the lessons that we've been able to learn and apply to our lives, and we're still trying to apply to our lives. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you guys are able to take away a little bit and improve a little bit, or maybe just one aspect of your life from some of the things that we mentioned today or some of the things that we've learned from in the past. And if there's somebody that needs to listen to this message, share it, like it, comment it, yep. and just post it everywhere so you can able to help people to either learn some things from us, from our experiences, and how they can apply in their own life as well. Yeah, for sure, guys. But thank you for listening. This is Landon. This is Daryl. Peace.